0: people kind of say like Charlie has like wild opinions, but I find myself agreeing with Charlie quite a bit, honestly. So it's kind of interesting to hear your opinion on that, because I I was thinking the exact same thing People, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, Charlie is not a homer,
1: that's the problem. You don't have to be, you know, agree with everything that Buffalo Bills fans say, because if you disagree, then you're like, oh, you're not really a real fan. He knows that getting star backs a benefit to him, hopefully. so. Why would he be in any rush to sign a contract? I think outside of injury, that's a very good point. See, look, more logic from Charlie.
0: Charlie, let me ask you a question. ahead and speak like super logical so that it like confuses people like is that
1: what's uh, going on yeah I, <laughs> look, I, look
0: charlie is always making sense to me like i don't
1: i don't Yo, man, I gotta, man i gotta i gotta like go back in this episode and clip these like three spots where you said that and just like play it on repeat on my twitter account let's <laughs> give me my podcast intro Bills Mafia what is up and I have another awesome guest for you this week he is the founder and head author of the prospect encyclopedia also a writer for 24 7 sports the steel city insider you can find him on twitter at preacher boy Roy Roy Countryman is the guest today Roy how are you doing
0: I'm doing amazing Charlie thank you for having me on and thanks for taking interest in my book and uh a lot of the hard work and my writers I had with me and my team have, have put it together. It was it was a labor of love, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you to talk some bills, even though it might might hurt me a little bit later here for my <laughs> Steeler fans uh, that might listen to this a little later.
1: Uh, well, we'll talk some Steelers too. It's not just, not just going to be uh, bill specific, but first let's talk about the Prospect Encyclopedia. I had Cody Manning on last week. One of the guys who helped you uh, do some writing uh, to talk specifically about the the bills section, but tell us for those who may not know, what is the Prospect Encyclopedia exactly? Well,
0: Prospect Encyclopedia. This has been an idea that's uh, kind of been in the makings in my mind for over a decade. Um, it's kind of was was inspired um, from my love of baseball. Uh, I loved watching younger players in baseball come up, and they have a a guide called the. Um, Oh man, prospect handbook, I believe, uh, baseball America. And I just love the way they highlighted the younger players and the generations that are to come in the baseball league. So I'm like, I searched and scoured. I'm like, nobody does this with the NFL. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this. So behind the scenes, uh, throughout the last few years was putting all my ideas together and how to assemble this. And, uh, you know, these guys that I had with me this year, it, they did an amazing product here. And, uh, each one of the teams, each one of the thirty-two teams this year, uh, we pick out the top twenty-two players. So you'll see a lot of kind of similarities to an NFL field. We pick twenty-two players because there's twenty-two players on the field at all times. Um, we have twenty-two for all thirty-two teams. the The group of players um, is only taken from a specific set. They can't have cannot have started twelve or more games in the NFL. Um, they can they cannot be um, They were only drafted within the last three years, the last three draft classes, and the only ones outside of those are players that were playing in a secondary league like the XFL, AAF at the time, and like CFL the year directly prior to them signing. Um, So it's really a, a small group of players, excuse me, a player pool to pick from, but it's amazing the depth that you see on rosters. And especially when you're doing this exercise like to pick the top 22, it's you can really tell how each team builds their roster um how much you know significance they put on younger players and them smaller contracts or you see teams like the texans i had this year i was struggling to find 22 players because they signed like 50 veteran players to one-year deals so um you really get to see a full glimpse on on roster building but this book is really here to help you get familiar with the next stars of the nfl uh, we have a unique grading scale um, as I said, a lot of this uh, was taken and inspired not taken but inspired by baseball background and roots. So uh, I made up my own scale um, according uh, similar to like the 2080 scale or the 8020 scale in baseball. and you'll see that inside the book too. it breaks down um, exactly how you grade each player. Uh, then we also have subcategories that get. So each position type gets a subcategory grade and with that grading scale and then you get a present grade which means that year um, where you see he's going to be casted, which could be more like a sub a sub package player, or maybe it's a, a first year starter. And then you also give him a, a future grade. So if it's a guy, maybe first year, he's a project offensive tackle, and he's put on weight and strength, you're going to project him maybe, you know, two years down the line to be a starter at right tackle. You can give him that sort of grade. So this is kind of an all inclusive understanding on a player. You're really writing a story. You're given kind of synopsis report, scouting report on their strengths, weakness, and then their role inside of the report itself. And the other thing that's exclusive to this book is I got permission and I reached out to the Reese Senior Bowl, the East West Shrine Bowl, and also the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, the three major um, bowl games for the senior players. Um, and they gave me exclusive permission to... Um, highlight the alumni for each of those games so that's another way that when you're looking at how a team builds a roster you can see what kind of value they put on the all-star games you see like with the Steelers there's a lot of all-star game participation there with their players even more so some than combines if you go and do your information you know your research on them so out of the 22 players of each of the 32 you get one player in each one that's that's fully in-depth. It has a lot longer scouting report just to kind of you know give the onus to them and, and the type of player they are. You also, with each team, get a team preview. You get an off-season recap, which is like your free agents, any trade or you know um, people that may have left, retirements. And then you also get the top 10 free agents for next year so that you know what players are in store maybe for a big year because they need a contract uh, the following season. Um, What am I missing here? Oh, this year too, um, because this is the second edition of the book. Uh, Last year was from blitzalytics.com. This year is out on my own at prospect and encyclopedia.com. This year, we we included international players for the first time. Uh, And that's one market that's really um, being targeted heavily in the football world. Uh, If you're familiar with the CFL, this year, they actually had a global draft uh, for the first time up there just to include players from different countries. So we're going to see football expand across the universe here uh, pretty soon. And uh, we included 12 players, which uh, one of your players of the Buffalo Bills actually made it into their uh, number seven, Mr. F.A. Obata, the the former Carolina Panther. So uh, that was another kind of specific thing to the book that we included this year. Uh, We kind of want to expand our horizons a little bit. But just to get you familiar This isn't just a scouting person's thing. This isn't just for the fanatical uh, fan that wants to look smart around the water cooler. This is also an invaluable resource for fantasy football, whether it's your daily fantasy football. You can get those sleepers to get you the better deals. The season-long fantasy football, but especially dynasty fantasy football. This is an invaluable resource for all of that. And kind of give you some history from last year's guide. So last year, even with all the madness of the pandemic, um, we had 704 players that we had highlighted last year in the book. Only 33 of those 704 were not on a roster on week one in some capacity, whether it was practice squad, injured list, and opt-out, 53-man roster, pup list. In some capacity, only 33 out of the 704 players were not on a roster. So that was Over 95% of the players in the book were still relevant after the first week. So this year we're hoping to improve upon that. I'm hoping it's closer to 96, maybe 97%. Um, But it's really the all-inclusive package that you need for any type of, you know, any type of aspect you have in football or an interest in it. This is really the product you want to get. It's well worth the $15 for the full PDF if you're not so sure. Go out and pick. We we also sell the team by team uh, PDFs for one dollar. Uh, I spend a dollar on a lot stupider things in a day. I have two little boys. I go spend that on a couple packs of gum uh, when I'm in town. So a dollar, it'll get you at least a team. If not, if you're still not convinced, um, we are giving away the Super Bowl champs for free as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just to get people familiar with the product. And exclusively for Charlie being such an amazing guy and having me on here, I told him, which Cody Manning, as he talked already, was the gentleman that wrote up the Bills Mafia section in here. I'm offering a coupon code to get you the Bills free team PDF uh, between uh, September 1st and September 3rd. If you type in uh, Charlie's Analytics Company, capital T, capital T, capital P, capital A, Analytics, TTP analytics. You get the free uh, team bills PDF uh, between the first and the third there. So if you're not convinced, go take a look at some of those team PDFs and you will thank me. You'll want to go grab yourself the full copy of all 32 teams. And you're going to have a good time reading up on all those players and having that close to you on game day.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you doing the coupon code and yeah, I mean this, I ordered my copy. It's a great, reference if you're not sure you can get the the bills one for free and if i'm not mistaken there's i believe there's uh, seven pages of content per team and you're either going to get it for free <laughs> for the next two days if you want just the bills or it'll be a dollar after that or you can get the whole thing and get all the teams for just 15 bucks it's really awesome prospectencyclopedia.com and you know when, when i had cody on you know i was reviewing it before we talked and I'm over here looking for Ed Oliver. And then I was like, okay, Ed Oliver's played more than 12 games. He's not going <laughs> to be in here. And I think it's really cool because, you know, you hear so much about these guys during the scouting process. Um, and then it's like, it's almost like people stop scouting players, you, you know? And obviously NFL teams don't, but there's there's not really a big niche for it in social media. And so this, to me, is like a continuation Of that process, and I think that's really cool. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who might go buy the uh you know buy it or get the coupon code, but obviously guys like Tommy Doyle, Epanessa, you know, Zach Moss, Damar Hamlin, they're all in here. Greg Rousseau, uh, you know, guys like that. You guys can probably figure out the other bills that are in here, and it's it's really cool. I really recommend it to uh, anybody they traded my man, Daryl Johnson. I'm very upset about that.
0: <laughs> I was too. Cause I, he was, he was putting <laughs> some plays out there this preseason. Uh, he was always an athletic monster. And you're talking about that, uh, you know, on spot here, Charlie um, really, I, I, I'm a scout at heart. Uh, that's my background. I'm, I'm a, a scouting guy from the college level to the NFL. I have experienced scouting um, with an NFL experienced scout. Uh, I've worked under him. And for this, it was like, when I was diving into the idea, I'm like, nobody does this once they're already put on a team. It's like after draft season, everybody's like in a lull until training camp starts, which me being a Steeler fan, training camp is, is the big boon of the summer. Everybody wants to go, you know, uh, down in July to training camp. And I was like, why do we need to wait that long? We need to start understanding these players (laughs) and how they're going to fit because we heard all the process and what they can do and what they can't do. Well, now I want to know how they're going to fit with my team. That's really what this, you know, each team, you kind of get that little snapshot on, on how they're going to fit in there with the present and future grades. And, and even a little bit of a scouting report, if you wasn't familiar with them through the draft process.
1: Sure. And I think this is a great way too, you know, to get a little bit more familiar with the, with the team that your team is playing each week, you know, like for Bill's fans, you know, read, read the Steelers one. Um, And I think it helps, too. Maybe it helps. Anyway, I, you, you get into a lot of debates, or at least I do <laughs> with people <evil laughs> on Twitter and they say, OK, well, so and so is good. And I, my my question to them is, OK, well, what context are are you meaning that like, OK, you looked at his stats and his stats are good. But when you're really comparing players, it's how you're choosing to do it. Like you could have a guy who has great stats, one year, bad stats the next year. Does that mean that his traits necessarily changed? No, maybe not. So this is going to give you a a look in terms of of the traits that a guy has. And while their production might not always match the traits, it gives you a better context instead of just looking at a box score and being like, oh, well, that guy had seven catches. He must be good.
0: Right. And and you having an analytics background, everything's got to be subjective. This lets you be subjective with your arguments. Like, hey, This is what the resource says. This is the guy that scouted them because a lot of these, uh, a lot of my writers here have had at least three game tapes. Uh, I should shouldn't say at least. It's it's right around three game tapes for each of these players they've watched. This isn't just copy and pasting a report from somewhere. These guys actually scouted each one of these players and then was fitting them into the team. So, um, you know, they're they're very intimate knowledge on on who the player is and what they're about. You get you know, the information too on there with their birth dates, it keeps you understanding how this guy is as well. And it's it's just a really great resource. I'm, I'm ecstatic with the way it turned out. I know, um, Charlie, you, you kind of had a reveal here a little bit ago of some future plans with you and your wife and, and the amazing graphic. Well, when you buy this book, you're getting uh, Rob Rob graphics, uh, Robert Robinson's work. You get to see all the beautiful colors, um, that are in each of the team sections that match along with it. The international section has the the flags with each one of them. I mean, it's just amazing artwork. Um, there's some ads in there for each of the all-star games. You know, it's, it's very aesthetically pleasing. It's easy to read. Um, and as you said, it's a great resource to have there right beside you right before kickoff time. Like who's the young guys. If, you know, the one that star receiver goes down, who's going to be the guy that comes up off the bench and is going to be, you know, playing key minutes down the, down the
1: stretch. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's, it looks great. Um, it's easy. It's easy to get through. It's well-organized. Um, you know, the stuff in there is, is well-explained. Um, you know, the, the, I guess this, the if you have a problem there, there's a fun fact section <laughs> and the fun fact for the bills is not fun at all. So if you do get, get this, you can direct your, um, your polite displeasure <laughs> at bring Cody, it on. the, the guest from, from last week. Uh, I'm not going to bring on Cody. Yeah. I'm not going to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, it I'm not gonna read it cause I don't want people to stop listening, but I'm sure you guys can probably figure out what the, the fun fact is. <laughs> yeah. That is a, that is the bills, but Roy, you know, honestly, I appreciate you, you doing this. Cause like I said, there, there really isn't anything like this out there. Um, and I, and I hope you can continue to do it every year. Um, No, because I think it's really awesome. Well, that's the plan. This
0: is really a grassroots and organic way. Like I said, this is the second year. First year was with Blitzalytics.com. They kind of, they had the staff to help me get it on track. Uh, Second season, I kind of had some different ideas, but wound up taking it my own direction, launched my own website with it. Um, And, you know, as as long as I can keep doing it, uh, I'm going to keep putting it out each year. Hopefully it builds its own background every year. More readers get it in their hands understand how invaluable the resource is. And, and hopefully, you know, five, 10 years down the road, we're here talking about maybe down mobile and watching these guys live laughing about with Jim Nagy and some of these awesome players that was like the number one guy in this book. So um, I I'm ecstatic with the people I had helped me this year. Um, There's also a spot on there too. If any of your listeners are out there and have a scouting eye and and a keen interest in the, you know, maybe even outside of the bills mafia, there is a, a place on there to apply. We're looking to add writers for next year. Um, so anything, anybody that's interested, uh, we'll be reviewing your stuff. If you would happen to apply, can't just be any you know Joe Schmo out there. You got to know what you're talking about. Uh, so there is a vetting process. But if you're if you're thoroughly understanding and have a love for a certain team, we do have a place on on the website as well um, for for management. There's also for uh, some graphic design help for Rob Rob and. And also, if anybody's interested in writing, so always looking to kind of help people out. That's one of my biggest things. Um, I, I'm always trying to help others out. I feel that's the best way. And in whatever situation you're working, or you know, wherever you're placed in life, that you're there to help others out and help them get their start. And if this maybe is something that the the next you know Matt Miller or, or uh, Mel Kuyper happen to write a team up my book, that'd be that'd be cool enough for me
1: yeah I think you know that's really the key. A lot of times on my podcast, I'll have the you know the guest whatever field they're in, i I ask them, you know uh, how they kind of got their start, if they have any advice for anybody who's looking to get to get into it. And I think you know the one thing that maybe everybody says, regardless of if they're a podcaster or a writer, um, they're you know in the scouting business. it's that you know, obviously working hard, but relationships matter. you know, building those relationships um help along the way, stuff like that. So I think it's really cool um, that that you're willing to do that that um, that that's your mentality. And you know I think it's just gonna help the whole industry kind of just grow.
0: Absolutely and that's that's what it's really all about because there's been people invested in me over the time, like uh, we were chatting just prior to here. I, I really started my football journey back in 2016. I've always had a love of football. Uh, I was always that football nerd. I could tell you the whole roster and where they went to school and height, weight, speed, like where they were drafted. But this just brought a whole new wave to it. And then if I can help anybody in their journey along the way, um, it's, it's just really a cool thing to see. You know, some of the guys I'm working with now getting jobs and whether it's teams or or maybe in the media end of things, full time gigs. Uh, which uh, I believe uh, Cody just actually got a new job today uh, because of his ready experience. So, oh really? That's uh, awesome. yeah. They, I think he actually just put a post out about it. So uh, it's cool to see, uh, and and we're all we're all stronger when we can help each other pick up the yoke, um, and and that's one of the things that you know I think we need more of instead of tearing each other down. This world, we need to you know lift each other up and make each other better. Keep us accountable.
1: Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. So I'm a Bills guy. You're a Steelers guy. They they play first week of the season. So before we get into some of that, um, just give us an idea of where the Steelers are. Because I think they're the past, you know, last year and then going into this year, you kind of look at them and they seem to be in certain spots. Aging, you know, Ben is certainly old. Uh, you know, there's even rumors that he didn't like, wouldn't let them like do Play action last year, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, where are the Steelers right now? What, where do you see them? How, what kind of a year do you think they're going to have? And, and they, they've kind of, kind of put this defense like I don't want to say they put it together like on the fly, but they've certainly added some, some names to the linebacker room in, in the past weeks or months. Um, that maybe makes them a little stronger than I first thought they were.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's a great question, and I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I can kind of stomp out the narrative, Ben Roethlisberger, um, uh, by large part, I think ESPN has made him has overaged him a lot. Um, last year was a lot with their offensive coordinator, why they didn't play play action. Yes, it was Ben Roethlisberger, but they also didn't have a running game at all, um, which made it all that more important that we were able to snag Najee Harris in the first round. Um, Roethlisberger ain't done. Um, I would actually convinced, and from talking around and listening to a lot of different things um, in Pittsburgh and the people I know. Uh, if he has a good season, I'm not convinced he's retiring after this year. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I'd be kind of shocked if, if they win the amount of games I think they will, but he will retire unless he maybe goes off in the sunset. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Mason Rudolph whatsoever. Um, I don't think he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league. He's a decent backup at best. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is is intriguing, but I'm not willing to to settle the farm for him just yet. So uh, as far as that goes, our offense, um, we have some of the best assortment of weapons, maybe in the NFL. Um, Najee Harris is going to give a whole different dynamic Um, To this offense. The play action game is back now. Um, You're going to see one of the most creative minds in in football here with Matt Canada coming in, a lot more pre snap motion and and movement there. Um, So, and they can really go four deep at the wide receiver position with Washington, Johnson, Juju, and also Claypool. Uh, I mean, you have varying skill sets there. And then you throw in the two tight ends that they're able to, to put in there. Not saying I'm a huge fan of Eric Ebron, or, you know, he just drops the ball way too much. But my boy, Pat Friermuth, he might put up some huge stats in this offense. If you watched the uh, third preseason game when Ben actually was able to take the field with him for the first time, uh, he looked like a young Heath Miller there. The biggest question mark with my Steelers is the offensive line. Um, Zach Banner right now, he hasn't practiced um, in the last three days. They don't quite know. He's still coming off a torn ACL. Um, I wouldn't be surprised they actually may place him on on, uh, injured reserve uh, to begin the year just for maybe the first three weeks um, just to let him kind of catch his breath um, because I know I think he had some swelling in that knee that was um, rebuilt. But Chooks, a core for our left tackle, struggled mightily in preseason. So they actually have flipped him now to right tackle with Banner being out and have brought in Dan Moore Jr., who is a fourth-round pick, as they're starting left tackle and practice last few days. So in my articles with 24 seven in the preseason, I wrote uh, articles called studs or duds. Um, Dan Moore was one of the regulars as being a stud and a core one of the regulars at being a dud. He was simply manhandled plays too much of a finesse game. And that has me largely concerned in this bills matchup because you guys got depth along the defensive end and you know, just that defensive front and putting pressure and if he's protecting Ben's blind side, uh, it's not going to be a pretty game. So either way, our tackles are, you know, unsure at this point. I'm, I'm very intrigued with Moore's upside. Uh, I would actually start him at left tackle and let four on the bench if Banner would be healthy. Uh, I think they may add a couple players here because they surprisingly released Rashad Coward and also B.J. Finney today along the interior line. Um, but the interior line, even with David DiCastro, uh, being released, but basically retiring due to a a pretty nasty foot ankle injury. Um, And then Marquise Pouncey's uh, retirement. Uh, I love Pouncey for what he was in his prime, but last year was not the best showing for him. Uh, But I'm highly intrigued by Kendrick Green. I think he's going to be one of the real stars uh, of this rookie class in the first year. Um, I think his mobility to the second level is, is almost second to none amongst the rookie class. His aggressiveness is is something of a throwback player, and Kevin Dotson is a man amongst boys right now. So the interior offensive line, I'm not as not as concerned with. You know, Trey Turner had some injury issues last year with the Chargers, and also the Panthers the year before. But he's a solid veteran guy, uh, you know, to have in there with the DeCastro leaving. Uh, I am intrigued, being he's finally healthy now, to see if he can get back to his Pro Bowl ways because I believe he is a five time Pro Bowler. Uh, so that's really the offensive outlook. The defense, um, I think we have the capability to be the best defense in the league. Um, the only thing that concerns me is Stefan Tuit has not basically practiced at all yet. Um, he may get placed on injured reserve as well. They actually kept eight defensive linemen today um, on the initial cutdown day. Um, he has yet to practice due to um, the passing of his brother unexpectedly. So he may take a few weeks before he's able to get back up to speed. He's been with them throughout camp, but he has yet to practice. So, uh, But Cam Hayward is still a monster. Tyson Alu-Alu, after shunning the Jaguars and coming back to Pittsburgh, they're solid. Uh, They have good depth there. Their outside pass rushing uh, is going to be a force this year. I know you were talking a little bit about the guys they added. Uh, Melvin Ingram is not going to be a starter on this team, um, which will take some people back whenever they hear the ESPN headlines that they signed him. Hold me to this. Alex Highsmith may have 12 to 15 sacks this year. He looks that good. Um, He is a man amongst boys in the preseason, his burst off the line of scrimmage, especially when you're able to play off a TJ while on the opposite side, that dude's going to eat. Um, and Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, that's a, that's a deadly duo. Um, Watt's probably going to be the highest paid defensive player before week one, uh, deservedly so with his production. Uh, but Melvin Ingram as a third guy to come in, and also they've been experimenting on sub packages, using him inside along with Watt and Highsmith. Um, and Cam Hayward, that's, that's dangerous, especially if you get to it back with Hayward. Um, the creativity is there on defense. Uh, Devin Bush is looking healthy coming back from his torn ACL, uh, but they really lacked a coverage guy. Uh, they had Robert Spillane, who was known for the big hit with Derrick Henry last year. Um, he's good at coming downhill, but he really struggled heavily in coverage, which is why they went out and, and basically stole Joe Schobert from the Jaguars uh, for I believe it was a six-round pick. Um, he's one of the best, you know, pass coverage backers in the NFL um, but he also is a really good delayed blitzer, which if you watch the Steelers over the last few years, Vince Williams put up eight sacks uh, a couple years ago from that delayed blitzing uh, position there at, at middle linebacker. Um, as far as the secondary goes, um, Joe Hayden's a stud, still at 31 years old. He's, he's not the fastest guy, but he, he, he knows and he's savvy and he knows how to get in position. Um, but the guy that you really want to keep an eye on is James Pierre from Florida Atlantic. He's going to play outside and sub packages he's going to slide cam Sutton back down into the slot. Uh, but James Pierre is a six, two cornerback. He's highlighted in our book. He is a, uh, he's a force to be reckoned with, especially tackling and, and he's, and he has sticky coverage. So he's one of them guys with the arrow pointing up. You definitely want to go read the encyclopedia on he's, he's got his report in there. Uh, and of course the secondary, you know, starts with Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the best safeties in all of football, um, uh, versatile weapon but he's best over the top uh terrell edmonds i'm still uh, i'm not sold on him uh but he is he's a solid player he's just not going to be first round caliber player that where he was selected um and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention special teams the wizard of Oz, he's solid but my man ph3 presley harvin the third the best looking punter in the game 5 foot 11 260 he looks like a uh <laughs> a powerhouse back there uh that's my man right there. i I might be getting a presley harvin the third jersey before you know the
1: midseason here what was he playing quarterback for that uh high school team
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) i can't believe espn got duped like that but i would not be surprised if presley harvin was the quarterback
1: (laughs) no i mean it's it's gonna be a tough game and i I, admittedly you know, when I kind of saw it, I was like, Oh, okay. The bills are going to win that game because I think they did so well last year. And I was really surprised. You mentioned, you know, the defense and, and TJ Watt, especially. And I, and I was really surprised that, um, you know, how well Daryl Williams did do against him for the most part last year. And I'm glad that the bills have, you know, a, a young quarterback who likes to run or, you know, who can run because I, I think that's really going to help the situation because you look at this team, and this is a very losable game for the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think that many fans really want to admit that. Um, you know, maybe like like you said, th- with the weakness being a little bit of the offensive line, and and see if it takes them a little while to get uh, Matt Canada's you know system going full full speed. So maybe the Bills get a little lucky uh, catching the Steelers in the first game of the year, as opposed to the tenth, eleventh, or twelfth. Uh, yeah. It, talk a little bit more about Terrell Edmonds, because obviously the Bills have his brother and certainly draft night. People were kind of like Terrell Edmonds, you know, <laughs> like, are you sure about that? And <laughs> I, I think Kevin Colbert seems to have he's been very successful. I mean, I don't know, like it's been a long time since the Steelers were, were bad, but they certainly do things a little differently when it comes to team building and maybe especially uh, um, in the secondary.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, the forte of the Steelers have not been secondary. We're actually one of the worst at at, at drafting secondary pieces. You can see that by the players that we have in our secondary right now. None of them was drafted in the first, I believe, three rounds. I think Cam Sutton was a fourth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. James Pierre was an undrafted free agent. The major players in our defense outside of Terrell Edmonds are you know Fitzpatrick, who we traded for, and Joe Hayden, who was released and we signed. We're not good at, at drafting. We're awesome at drafting receivers. We're terrible at drafting defensive backs. So um I got to give Colbert credit in knowing the last few years to, to admit his mistakes and go outside of where they're not good at. Um, but Terrell Edmonds, uh, he's an ascending player. I just don't think he – I mean, he's a physical specimen. You look at his testing numbers, he's similar to his brother. He's, he's very explosive athletically, which – The Steelers always highly value athleticism, especially in their first round picks. Um, And the years that they don't, um, they usually uh, don't do so well. But in his case, he played a lot of games at Virginia Tech. His instincts just are not there. Um, Especially, I mean, I believe in his career, he's only had two interceptions um, and maybe a couple forced fumbles. He's just not a playmaker. He's a solid player. To me, he, he's he's kind of reminiscent of Sean Davis that we selected in the second round a few years ago, um, where he had a huge athletic profile and they figured I'll just take this athlete and help improve his instincts with NFL coaching, which he has with, um, with the uh, defensive back coach that we brought in, uh, but he just simply is not a playmaker. I know when they acquired Fitzpatrick, it kind of let him off the hook a little bit because he wasn't asked to play the deep third a lot. It was more in matching up with tight ends, uh, which is where he actually makes a lot of his money, uh, you know, is dropping down the strong safety more in the box. He's a very sure tackler. So when you fit him into the right role, he's a productive player. He's just not in my, in my opinion, he should have never went in the first round. If he would have been a player, you got in a second or a third round. You'd think, wow, this guy's a solid player. He's been a three year starter. He's been, you know, he doesn't give up a lot of big plays. He plays sticky coverage. He just doesn't have the turnover, you know, mentality. It's just he, with him being a first-round pick, it, it was just it, to me. It almost smelled like the year they took Artie Burns. Um, they were really hoping that William Jackson fell to them. They were they were keen on him throughout the entire process. And when the Bengals sniped them in front of them, they kind of went in panic mode and they went for a need over total talent wise. That to me was kind of the same situation that that night that that they kind of went after him whenever they could have went after Jesse Bates in like the third round or even the second round and, and had a lot better player.
1: I gotcha. Um, well, let's let's talk about the game specifically. Like I said, I believe it's going to be a close game. Uh, to me, I guess it's probably going to be more of a. You know, can the, the Bills' offense and certainly the offensive line handle the Steelers' defense, the pass rush, that kind of stuff? What are your thoughts on the game? Uh, where do you see the outcome being? Um, and is there any any sort of matchup you're you're looking at, or anything you think is really, uh, you know, the most important matchup maybe in the game? Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't think either team's going to really run away with it um your defense i think is going to be what is the difference in this game you guys have the secondary pieces to match up with a lot of our weapons you know you go tredavius white poyer and Hyde. um you know levi wallace if he's able to you know you know he's had some injury bugaboos but the amount of depth that you guys can run out there as pass rushers as well uh, i think could be a problem for our tackles i think the interior line may be able to to stay up with Oliver and, and, and Zimmer and L- Lodele and, and them kind of guys. But those tackles may struggle if 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 it is week one, and I think that's going to be really where it comes down to. Uh, but as far as the offense, I, I think the Steelers can establish the run in this game, um, but it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a key turnover as always, um, but I think your guys' pass rush with our offensive line is going to be the difference Um, because the amount of coverage you guys can hold uh, keep the tight coverage I think the offensive tackles are going to struggle enough to where it it may be a a win by say six maybe a field goal Uh, I think it's going to be that close it's going to be a great first week of of football action don't get me wrong it hurts me to say we're going to be 0-1 maybe (laughs) after the first season but I as a a subjective football fan I mean when I've watched Josh Allen carve up a defense in the last last appearance there and the weapons you got with Diggs and and now Sanders into that mix and Gabriel Davis looking as amazing as he does. Um, This is, it's going to be a tough matchup. And I think you said it perfect. Um, Getting us early might've been your best, best bet. Um, If you asked me this game, you know, if it was week 10, uh, I think I would maybe go more towards the Steelers just because we're going to have more answers with the offensive line by then. Um, But as of right now, I think Buffalo has, has the uh, arrow pointing up against us in this matchup.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to be uh, almost like a perfect game for the Bills, at least from a, maybe a fan point of view. And and maybe the coaching staff feels the same way because, you know, this is a great test to see where they are, I think, defensively in terms of the weaknesses. Because to me, and I think most Bills fans will agree, the two biggest weaknesses that the defense seems to have, um, you know, pass rush was a bit of an issue, but, they certainly tried to address that, but the the stopping the running game and covering tight ends, and you know Matt Milano gets a lot of credit, um, you know for for some magical spell that he has where the, the Bills like never lose a game when he's on the field or like when he starts a game, and uh, he's kind of the tight end neutralizer. But this is going to be a big test, um, like I said, because this is, I think the Steelers have are good at two things the bills aren't great necessarily at defending
0: yeah i mean if eric ebron can hole in the ball that's going to definitely be a tough matchup but um it might be pat Fryermuth that takes the big the big uh, win here if they're having issues at tight end um covering the tight ends up because that's going to be the secondary linebacker or safety that's going to try to keep up with him um, yeah, it'll and, probably
1: okay. be saran neal I yeah. Which,
0: which Saran, Neal, I'm not, I have not been that impressed with his play, uh, but Friar yeah. a rookie. So it's, it's, it's week one, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Hey, you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, that Najee Harris is going to get 25 touches um, right off the bat. They're going to, they're going to show their new toy out here and and see and show that the Roonies and what they asked for with an improved running game is going to happen. Um, the aggressiveness and the play calling is going to be a, a lot different this year. Um, just even you're not going to see the the ball coming out in three seconds. I mean, you're still going to have those aspects in the Steelers offense, but it's going to be nothing like it was last year. It might come in spurts, but they're going to be taking their shots down the field, too.
1: Yeah, and no, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a great game, a real entertaining game, uh, closer than, than people think. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. So, (laughs) excuse me, I, I, you know, Roy, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast Uh, before we get out of here. Tell the people again where they can find you, uh, where they can find the Prospect Encyclopedia, all that stuff.
0: Absolutely, Charlie. And thank you again for having me on. I I greatly appreciate that. Thank you for all you listening out there. Go out and get your your copy of the Prospect Encyclopedia. It's prospectencyclopedia.com. Um, like I said, as of right now, TTP analytics, uh, between the first and third of September, uh, you put that free coupon code in there. You get the bills team PDF for free. Um, you can find me at Twitter. If you want to hit me up at preacher boy, Roy, um, I'm always open to talk, whatever my DMS are open. If you need something, uh, or if you just want to talk football or you want to rag on me, cause I'm a Steeler fan, whatever you want to do, <laughs> I'm up for it. Um, and like I said, thank you again, Charlie. And I, and I always end my podcast the same way. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there like that. Stay humble and be a blessing guys.
1: Yeah. I want to thank Roy for coming on. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, please check out the other great podcasts we got here on the built in Buffalo podcast network. Check out the YouTube channel, check out all that fun stuff. If you like this podcast, I encourage you to tell a friend. If you hate this podcast, I encourage you to tell an enemy. As long as they listen, who really cares? And with that said, Bill's Mafia, I will leave you with the advice that i leave you with every week. Find a way to embrace your growth mindset. And as always, trust the process.